Welcome to the HU Pirateship Podcast. What's up, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can find us on all social media platforms. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. So link and subscribe to get alerts for new episodes and new content. This is the beginning of year eight and episode number 69. Of course, I'm your host, Big Rick, and uh, along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. What's going on, man? It's been far too long. Well, you know, it's a new year, new season, and um, hold on, has it been eight years? I thought it was longer than that, man. I thought we had been doing this since 2013, man. Wow, it could be. Maybe I didn't count for, maybe we took a year off or something in the pandemic. Or did, no, yeah. we kept going. Maybe my math yeah. was wrong. Somewhere around eight no. years. <laughs> no, it's all good. You know, the 2022 football season is here. Got a new president, man. <laughs> the general, <laughs> you know. I mean, and once again, a new goddaggone conference. Look, you know, we're in the SEC conference now, the FCS SEC conference, you know. And, you know, oh, the calf, the, and we finally got rid of what was that vendor, vendor that has been Gourmet Services? Gourmet Services. They've been plaguing Hampton University for decades, man. I mean, gone. Bye. <laughs> it's another seafood boil in the calf and you know stadium upgrades so you know everything's great man and, and you know i can't wait to see the new stadium yep on the up and up so yeah, yep. yeah big things coming man so um on this episode we're gonna discuss um the 2022 football season we'll talk about the battle for the real hu and then we'll just go over a bunch of hbcu football updates so uh, let's get into it. Remember our last show, man, we talked about Hampton it was going to the CAA, maybe because it hadn't been confirmed. <laughs> so <laughs> it was finally confirmed. So Hampton is going, joined the Colonial Athletic Association. I still struggle with saying that, but Hampton is joined the CAA. <laughs> CAA, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yo, this is going to be the most challenging football schedule ever uh, for Hampton. Um, this year, just in the CAA alone, there are four teams ranked in the top 25 and then two other teams that have received votes. So we've got uh, Villanova uh, ranked at number five, Delaware at number 19, Rhode Island and Richmond are tied at 24. And then William and Mary and Elon are, have also received votes. So we got six teams that are at or sniffing the top 25. What do you think about that? This uh, CAA team, man. The, C- the CAA <laughs> teams that will be facing that. I mean, this is this is what uh, Dr. Harvey and Dennis Thomas wanted. You know, this is exactly what they wanted. They wanted to be here in, I think, what, 95, 96, 97. And they thought that their program then was up to snuff. And now they're here. And this is what, uh, what, 27, 28 years from now, you know. 
Um, and I, I just kind of look at it as, are, were we a were we a better program now than we were then? And I think we're building to what we were during those times. That was during the, I would say, when Joe Taylor really started to start cooking back in the 96 through, you know, 96 through that little early 2000 period where we were constantly churning out uh, playoff bids. So, um, so, yeah, we are here. And, I mean, you look at Villanova and Delaware and Rhode Island, Richmond, William and & Mary, and Elon. All of these teams are heavy hitters in the FCS. And I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, my God, you know. They're, they're good programs. Now, do we – and we have been, I would say, um, uh, unsuccessful against all of them. You know, I think we've only played – I know we've played William & Mary a ton. We, we've played Richmond close at uh, Armstrong before, and then we had that blowout in the playoffs. And uh, Villanova, they blew us out. And that was during the championship team that we had. And we had Alonzo Coleman and Justin Duran. Hey, they, they, they put, took us to the woodshed. So I was I was at that game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remembered. And yep. so, so – I just kind of look at it as something that uh, this is a, a, a serious stepping stone. And I hope that, you know, our administration, our athletic administration and the school administration uh, really, you know, helps this program get the resources that it needs to be competitive. Yeah, no doubt. You know, what helped uh, a little bit was, you know, imagine making the jump from and the MEAC straight to the CAA. So I, I think it helped by going to the Big South first. I mean, because yeah. even the, the really good teams, you know, we struggled, but we know what that looks like. You know, yeah. the good teams are going to look like uh, Monmouth and yeah. Kennesaw State. So we got some yeah. muscle memory there and yeah. learned a lot about how to play and prepare. So I think we're a little bit of the, ahead of on, or the curve on that, especially like as far as recruiting and yeah. some of the systems that are in place. So I think we're yeah. on the right path. Um, yeah, like every indicator is trending in the right direction for the program. So that that oh, makes me feel good. I definitely agree. And we came in third in the Big South last year. And this is the whole thing. I am still kind of shocked at how was North Carolina ANT getting votes over us at the end of the season for in the top ten HBCU uh, football votes, and they were getting votes over over us when we beat ANT. We beat them at home. And it wasn't like it was a close game. We beat them. And, but, you know, I just kind of look at it as people really don't check on Hampton when it comes to football for a long time. Yeah. So I, I get that. Yeah. You touched on something interesting. So, especially think about this year um, and, and going forward, where at the Division One level, HBCUs are spread across four divisions, sure. of varying abilities and, and uh, rankings. So, you know, one year, say Hampton or A&T are going to finish five and three yeah. in the CAA. Yeah. How does that compare to a nine and one? <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that's going to be like talk for years. I mean, because that yeah. is, is going to happen. Yeah. So that'll be interesting yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is definitely interesting because um, it's like when well, and I kind of segue to you know what we just saw with Howard and um in Alabama State. And 
you could just see uh, the difference in the style of play, you know, and MEAC and SWAC as compared to CAA in the Big South, you know. Um, it looked like the game felt like it was crisper watching a CAA game and a Big South game, you know. It was like uh, like the quarterbacks uh, made uh, – I wouldn't say they didn't make the wrong or, or right reads, but the passing, you know, just wasn't precise or – it was like um, you and you kind of see the difference, you know, the line play was sloppy, whereas the line play seemed a little succinct and uh, together um, when you watch uh, the CAA in the Big South. So, you know, so these are just things that, you know, I, I see that our program works on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right on that because, um, you know, I, I, I watch I don't watch a lot of uh, TV, but I do watch YouTube and. Uh, got subscription there so you know like once you watch one video the algorithm is like hey you should watch more so yeah. like i started you know from the caa uh, preseason stuff you know some of their videos were on youtube so i watched it and then all of a sudden youtube was like hey watch all these caa games from last year so i had them on in the background and you're right i mean you could just watch the yeah the level of play like across the board like the top miac schools are good like you know, yeah. solid, but really? that's like every just a quarterback play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna complete that pass in the in the yeah. So it, it's gonna be, and but you're right on. Like the, just the little things are a little bit different, yeah. right? You can see that with that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and this is the thing: the me the the swag has more speed than any of these CAA or Big South programs. Yeah. You know, same same way with the Mia, but I think speed is only relative. When you're playing, when you have a team that's full of, you know, bigger linemen, bigger defensive linemen, or they might have uh, players that, you know, nutritionally, you know, are much, you know, much, I would say, to the point where they're, they're, they're able to, they're able to do, I would say, play, play, play faster, play stronger, play more physical at later stretches of the game. So I think that is a, a big, that is a big uh, issue that you know that we've seen um, from programs that are that we're accustomed to playing. Yep. Now, now looking at this schedule, all right, hold on. So let let's see. So we talked about the. So where are we going next to? Are we going to Howard, or are we going to be talking about this? Uh, this previewing this uh, twenty twenty three schedule. Yeah, let's check out the schedule. Okay. So you know we start with Howard. Uh, start with Howard at home. Then we got uh, Tuskegee at home. Then we got Norfolk State on the road at uh, Dick Price Stadium. So that's three games. Yeah. Opening against familiar opponents. So if we can make hay in those three games, that could set us up nicely, give us some momentum yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the season. But, you know, the only game that you play Tuskegee to win that game, you don't play yeah. that to hope you win. You play that game to win. So yeah. Yeah. in theory, we should win that game. Yeah. Howard and Norfolk State, those are toss ups. I mean, you know, if we don't come ready and right, then, you know, we could lose both of those games, especially Norfolk State. Um, but I think if, 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 you know, things are looking the way I, I, you know, I they appear to be looking. We should be in good shape for those two. Now, here comes the fun. University <laughs> 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 at University of Delaware, and and for the folks who are like learning, I mean, just see a these teams are good, yo. Like not, not hey, they're no. These are good, solid, yeah. strong, 
yeah. nasty team. So yeah. Delaware at University of Delaware. Um, then we got Maine at home. We all familiar with Maine, right? Or New Hampshire. But yeah. we got Maine at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Then we're at the University of Albany uh, in New York. Yeah. Then we got Richmond at home. And is that for homecoming? No. Is that for homecoming? I, it might be. Uh, yeah. Hold on, hon. I think it is. Yeah, that's October twenty um, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got Richmond at home. Yeah. Then yeah. we got Villanova away. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, then we got William and Mary at home, and then Elon at home, and then we're on the road uh, at Towson of November nineteenth. So yeah. that's a tough schedule, y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I, you know, I'm not going to prognosticate. I think there's some games in there that you know that we can pick up that folks aren't expecting because yeah. we do have yeah. some talent. So yeah. um, I think we can um, do well there. But yeah, it's a tough schedule, toughest schedule yeah. I've ever seen Hampton play. Yeah, and you know what? I was just say when we t- when you just talked about talent, you know, uh, Hampton has always had talent, no serious talent, you know. We've had Justin Durant's, you know, the Kendall Langfords, you know. Now we got Jada Kiss Bonds. All right, CAA uh, announcers is not Jadakis. <laughs> Jada Kiss. <laughs> oh my God. Every time I hear Jadakis, I'm just like, man, somebody slap him, you know. So, no, but real talk, um, you know, we have Jada Kiss Bonds. Uh, we got Elijah Burris. And then we got, oh man, we got number 22. And. You know, those just two in the backfield. And then you add in number 32, you know, uh, uh, White. And you add those three in that trio in the backfield. You know, they're already good. So then uh, we got uh, the new kid coming out with uh, uh, Kamari Gray. And then I heard Coach Prony talk about Vincent. So those are some good players. And the line, you know, we got some some ballers on that line. So the offensive line. So. Uh, we, I do think we have enough firepower that we could remain competitive, you know, with some of these programs. Um, but just looking at the schedule, you know, Howard University, you know, I think it's an adrenaline game. And I think a lot of the times Hampton historically, this is before Priny, this is even before the Joe Taylor era, always plays down to teams that that want to hate them or they play down to that level. You know, I'm just I really do not want to see us play down to Howard. You know, if we if we are clearly a better program, you know, show it, beat them. You know, Tuskegee, you know, that's our that's the HBCU version of a money game. You know, so we're paying for them to come up. And, you know, I wonder, are we going to pay for that band? We got it. So we might as well pay them for them to come up. They're <laughs> our sister school anyway. So, you know, Booker T. Washington from Hampton University funded Tuskegee. Well, helped Tuskegee. He built Tuskegee. So so that's our money game. Norfolk State, honestly. Honestly, I always feel like Norfolk always wants to annihilate Hampton. They really do. And I think Hampton has always been like, eh, whatever, you know, eh, we're Hampton. And this, and this is pre-printing. It says, I think in the Joe Taylor era, it was always, you know, Joe Taylor is like, I have a, a great disdain for that program. Stomp them. Stomp them. And I think, you know, afterwards, you know, it was kind of like, oh, they're just here. You know, we're just here to play. So, but then you got uh, Delaware, Maine. Um, Delaware, that's going to be a really rough, uh, rough contest in Newark, Delaware. <laughs> Uh, Maine at home, and that's you know, it's at home, so um, we should be able to do some Albany, 
you know, Albany's, you know, they're, they're struggling program. And isn't Albany, Albany is a former, is the coach there was our defensive coordinator. Um, what was his name? Um, oh my God. He was a defensive coordinator, coordinator under Rose. Mm. And he was, uh, um, he ended up leaving. And now I think he's a head coach at Albany. I forgot his name, but I, I saw him. Uh, Richmond at homecoming. It's a toss up. Richmond's good, but you know, hopefully we're juiced up for homecoming. Villanova, I'm going to just skip that one. Uh, William and Mary. Uh, I mean, what Mike, Mike London is there. You know, we beat him at home when he was coaching at Howard. So, uh, so I could just say, you know, he's not invincible. Elon at Hampton. Uh, they did lose on um, North Carolina A&T at home. So maybe losing at HBCU is pretty good. Is pretty, is that kryptonite? <laughs> Uh, Towson in Maryland, that's like really up street for me. Towson's kind of a struggling program. So those are, you know, it's a, it's a schedule where you can eke some, eke some wins out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think there, I think there's some games that we can, um, that we can, uh, you know, get some wins there. So, um, you know, I've got the predicted order of finish for the CAA. So we've got Villanova. This is the order. So Villanova at one, Delaware at two, Rhode Island, three, Richmond, William and Mary, Elon, Stony Brook, Maine, New Hampshire, Monmouth, Towson, Albany, and Hampton at 13. So uh, we're picked to finish absolute dead last. So there's only one way to go. Yeah. And that's up. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's up. yeah. You know I mean, we got to earn that. We got to earn some yeah. you know, respect. Yeah. Like you said, we struggled against these programs. Uh, my entire life that I've been watching yeah. football. So we've got to earn some respect there. And I think they're ready to. Yeah. I think uh, the, that history of us struggling, it's just like, we've always had, it's like, it's not like the players weren't bad. It's like, I always felt like Hampton always had the skill players, always had the skill players, but I think we've always been short on line play. And I think even the quarterback play is kind of hit and miss. Cause we've had some, some quarterbacks. I remember during when we played William & Mary, we, they had Mike Cook and we had Roy Johnson. That felt pretty even. And um, I think we played uh, Richmond, uh, like uh, I think uh, was it 2015, 2016, something like that, when David Watford was our quarterback. And they had a quarterback that actually got drafted by the Giants that year. I forgot his name. And but we had David Watford, who actually played for the Eagles that same year. They both went into the league together. So um we've had equal quarterback play you know we got experience a lot of these teams so it'll be interesting to see but yeah that's that's how the preseason stacks up so um accolades we got a bunch of guys who uh preseason um have a bunch of accolades so of course uh Keyshawn Moore I just remember watching him last year at that uh, Campbell game where he took over that thing so (laughs) he made the CAA preseason all-conference team and then we of course have JD Kiss Bonds and Elijah Burris. Um, I'm excited to see both of them. They've we were elected to the uh uh which are one of the watch lists, uh the black yeah. college um uh player uh watch list. Yeah. Um yeah. let's see. Um yeah, and the, oh yeah, Hero Sports preseason all America, JD Kiss Bonds yeah. also third team. So yeah. Yeah, uh, we got some guys who are who are ready to um yeah. to you know yeah. who, who will make some plays next year or this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, newcomers so. Um well, we need to figure out who's going to throw that dude the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we got uh number 12 Sophia Masood, he's a transfer from Houston 
And we got uh, another transfer, uh, Malcolm Mays from, I think uh, he's from somewhere in Texas, Juco in Texas. And uh, of course we have Christopher, Christopher Zealous. Uh, he's a holdover from the previous uh, regime, not the previous regime, just from, from last year. And what this kid right here, middle linebacker, Koshan Townsell, you know, the transfer out of um, Villanova. I want to know how we got him because when we saw those highlights, man, Oof, man. that dude was running sideline to sideline, man. Mm-hmm. And he he can hit though, and he he he. I saw that the the young man knew, knows how to play his angles. So just to see how he uh, lines up with um with five two. And uh, and the other one, what's the, what's the other guy's number? Is it five four? Or? Yeah, uh, King Mason King. Yeah, King. Oh, Mason King, boy, Mason King and five two. I don't even call the other guy by his name. I call him five two. Yeah, and I do wonder though. I want I, if he's ever listening. That five two was that for Justin Durant? You know, I mean, because five two is a special number at Hampton. You know. I mean, because I think before Durant, no, no one I know rocked number five two before Durant. Now, no, no, and, and I don't know about five four either. It's like the special linebackers at Hampton though, has always been fifty six with uh, Dion Grant was it Dion? Yeah, with Dion out of Detroit. Then uh, fifty with Jamal Brooks, um, and fifty eight with uh, David Turner, DT. Mm-hmm. So fifty two, man, he's in. Um, He's in some good company. And so, uh, you know, definitely the favorite uh, position groups are the linebackers and running backs, you know. But, you know, this is the wild part. I was listening to Colin Cowherd this morning, and he was talking about are these uh, positions essential, essential, non-essential, or game-breaking? Now, with uh, the passing game being very, very uh, predominant in, in both college and NFL, do our running backs really uh, necessary? Are they role players? Are they essential? And Hampton has three solid running backs. But is that what we, is that what we, is that what we, I would say, consider like something that we expertly need? Same way with linebackers, because it seems that the game has moved away from the running game. So are those mm-hmm. essential, even though that we have great uh, running backs and linebackers? I think, I think you know when you don't have one, yeah. right? So you know, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so when you if if they're if they're competent, yeah, they will put sure. you in the right position. But if you don't have them, if your linebackers are bad, yeah. <laughs> especially, you know, because what they you know like moving into the CA and in the CA na- neighborhoods, one thing I noticed, you know, I always like the trenches, but the sure. tight ends. So yeah. um, I you know I I just. Looked at William and Mary, and I saw on Twitter like they have six tight ends. <laughs> right, we have three, yeah. and I like our three. <laughs> our three are good. Yeah, I, I, I like they're that. nice. They're uh, nice. But they have six, so yeah. we better have some linebackers that can cover them. Yeah, because yeah. and 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 once we saw this a little bit in the Big South, but in the CAA, that quarterback will hit that tight end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that they, they're not an afterthought. That will be yeah. the focal point of your their offense yeah. if you're weak in covering them. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You gotta have you gotta have those guys, and it just can't be blocked. And and it's a wild part. William and Mary, you know, we saw that they had like when we played them a few times, they didn't have blocking tight ends. 
they weren't vertical guys, but they were a good combination of both. You know, yeah. they they were definitely blocking, and then they would run maybe a good like a five to ten yard stick route, or maybe a a, a, a dagger. You know, a couple of ins and outs. And once they got the ball, they were big enough that you know they could lean forward for a couple three or four yards. So mm-hmm. you know, that's definitely uh, something that you know um, HBCs could definitely work on. Yeah, I mean, so just, you know, the running backs, I think everybody remembers that last year, but we've got, we're going to have probably two new starters there. I mean, these yeah. guys are going to be able to run at linebacker, you know, with uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Townsville and yeah. Falk and the yeah. transfer from Syracuse, uh, yeah. uh, Malik Matthews. Yeah. So those guys yeah. are going to run. And then Mason King, hey, you touched on this last year. Yeah. You just got to aim a little bit lower. But that man uh, – yeah. Hitting strikes like, out there, just get a little lower. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that head hunting game, son, man. Look, I look, I get the passion, I get the attitude. Do it, hit them, make them remember you. But that the crown, just uh, see what you hit, man. See what you hit. Yeah, because he's a, he's a monster out there. He just, is a monster, <laughs> and it's like it's like when if you're watching it on TV and you know you can see the announcer. Yeah, it looks like he's about to be out of here. Then when they make the, it's like when you see that they're making the announcement that five four or whoever has been ejected, he's already halfway to the locker room. So <laughs> he got his money worth. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, yeah, I got my hit though. Yeah. Oh man. So, yeah. Yes. yes. So yeah. So that's it, uh, guys. Watch out. Um, you know, should be a, a fun season in CAA. So uh, that 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 should get you ready for what the team looks like, and you know, some folks on the roster and the competition will be uh, facing. So let's jump in real quick to the battle for the real HU. Uh, September third, six p.m. Armstrong Stadium. Hampton has a five-game win streak in this series. Uh, some thoughts about Howard. They're predicted to finish fifth in the MIAC, so five out of six teams. And this past weekend, Howard lost to Alabama State uh, on the, what was that, the SWAT challenge, uh, 23 to 13. I saw that game, man. What did you, uh, you saw, what what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, it felt like, uh, I mean, of course, the weather delay. You know, they're going to say, oh, no, it didn't. It didn't didn't do anything, but obviously – it looked like uh, both teams were a little bit off because you know this is their first their first competition outside of their own program. So it looked like they were both a little rusty. But then as the game started moving along, it looked like that Howard was a little tentative. You know, like uh, so the their quarterback Williams. You know, just looked like he just wasn't he wasn't settled settled. You know, a lot of times when he was rolling out, he did he threw a couple ducks or it looked like they began to rely on the running game and it just did not seem to click for them. Whereas, you know, Alabama state, honestly, man, they don't look, they don't look good either. That kid from Auburn, that transfer, everybody was talking about, first of all, he's short. And second of all, he can't throw. So how in the world did he get into an sec program is beyond me. So I think that uh, the Alabama State program just, you know, they just won by, I'm not even going to say sheer talent, you know, because some of those kids, I do know that they did recruit some some really good players, but how Howard did too. Howard has always been recruiting great players. Like that pass, I mean, when we saw the report, they got like uh, six three-stars and we're, you know, we're over here shaking like, Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I just think that Scott, Larry Scott, that's the head coach. He has to just try to figure out a way to get these uh, young men and women, you know, playing to his level of uh, his ability. And it's the wild part about Scott. Man, every time I see him um, um, uh, interview, it's just, it's just, he's the type of guy that feels like, you know, he knows what he's doing. And I do wonder sometimes that do the players not meet his level of expectation when, you know, about execution, you know, or anything, anything like that. But I mean, that dude, man, he, he sounds like he, he has that program going in the right direction, but unfortunately they ran into a uh, uh, Alabama state team who honestly just, you know, just, uh, just beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just, they just lost. So, you know, as always, right, you make the most corrections um, sure. after week one. So, I mean, Howard will make some corrections, but I think um, we can win this game. Um, I think uh, Kashawn Moore, I mean, from Howard had a, some problems blocking up Alabama State. So, yeah, yeah. Moore is better than what Alabama State yeah. had out there. Yeah. And um, so I think he should have a really good game to start the season against Howard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Hampton wins this game if the run if we're talking about running backs, but I think if the running backs are going crazy, yeah. that means that Howard quarterback can't get hot. Cause we've seen him. He can get yeah. hot. Oh. He can look, he can look like oh. a dud for three quarters and in the fourth yeah. quarter, he's just like <laughs> throwing yeah. his 60 yard bomb. Yeah. So absolutely if we could just keep him on the bench, keep him cold, I think uh we can win that game. And then Howard, the defense is okay, but they got yeah. good defensive tackles. Yeah. So those guys are active. So if you can block them yeah. up and yeah. just swallow them up and and, yeah. and wear them down, I think we can win this game. So yeah. uh, and special teams, our special teams are good. So yeah. if it's any indication of last year, so I think you know we got the ingredients to win this game. We yeah. sh- we should win this game. I was gonna say yeah. we should. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 You're right. I do think that. Um. Um. Definitely. If I, I honestly say that if we could just grind it out, you know, keep that quarterback off his, off the, um, off the bench, because last year that dude, he was throwing some bombs yeah. and, you know, they, they had like, if, if you look at their uh, scoring sheets, they'll have like two drop, two plays, touchdown, three plays, touchdown. And these are just deep passes. So um, I just need, we need to keep that kid off the, <laughs> off the field. So I do think uh, they probably they probably will uh, double Keyshawn Moore, so it'll be an opportunity for other players, you know, to you know to step up. So definitely, if two twenty two, uh, thirty or is it thirty two and five? Those three right there, if they eat, if yeah. They, if they if, and the line, you know, blocks from they're great. Jada Kiss is going to get his. I do want to see this new kid, Kamari Gray. Everybody's been raving about so. If those three, if those guys play, then I think we're good. As far as defensive goes, you know, I would say if we continue to put pressure on the quarterback, you know, then I think we'll be all right. Hey, and we have one guy that we haven't touched on, and he's a, a secret weapon because uh, nobody can cover him. But Copeland, yeah. uh-huh. number eleven, in the you slot. know what? <laughs> can't cover. You, know what? you can't cover, and you know this is the wild part. It's like I'm sorry that we did not uh, talk about this kid. That kid is really came on, and you know, mm-hmm. because he had that very good catch at um in A and T, and he had another catch against uh Gar- was Gardner Webb at home for a touchdown. So the kid got the Jets, man. So 
I mean, I can tell that play action game is going to be wreaking havoc on Howard, you know, if it's successful. So absolutely. Kudos to him. Yep. So yeah, it should be a fun game. I'll be there. I'll be there like 10 deep. So (laughs) I want to, I want to be there, but uh, the Hampton university SID ain't reached back, reach, uh, get back to me about these press passes. So (laughs) (laughs) yep. If we're listening, um, uh, so yeah, hey, let's move on to some more HBCU updates. So we we try to stay touched in with our brethren uh, throughout the the, the FCS landscape. So Miac predictions: South Carolina State first, Central yeah. second, Norfolk State yeah. third, Delaware State fourth, Howard fifth, Morgan State sixth. Yeah. I'm going, I'm just going to make a slight inter, um, iteration on that or slight adjustment. Uh, I just think uh, Morgan State will probably be fifth. Howard probably be last. Um, I do I do think Delaware State will be better. Um, I, Norfolk State I'm unsure about because I know they got a new quarterback. So, I okay, here, here, here's my thing. Delaware State's third. Morgan State's uh, fourth. And, no, hold on, Delaware State is fourth. It's third. Norfolk State is fourth. Morgan State is fifth. Howard is last. So mm, I'll, okay. I'll go there. So. so nobody's nobody's beating South Carolina State. You know what? It's like North Carolina Central, honestly, is the enigma. You know, it's like nobody knows. You know, it's like for some reason, they just kind of felt like they just dropped off the radar with this new coach. And they, well, he ain't new no more. But, you know, I just feel that South Carolina State, uh, really gained a lot of momentum, even though they did lose a, a heck of a lot of players. So I'm just going to still kind of still roll roll with Buddy Pugh and his his, uh, his program. So um, I just don't think – I don't know if North Carolina Central has done enough to unseat them, but I'm still staying with the Bulldogs. Yeah, any, any given Sunday, right? But, you know, yeah. I, I live I live here in Durham, and Central's not close. They're not, they're not ready. Yeah. They're not, they're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Give them yeah. another year or two, but not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Swack prediction. So the swack. Everybody likes talking about the swack. So the swack East seems to be where everything's happening. We got Jackson State at number one, Florida A and M two, then followed by Alabama A and M, Alabama State fourth, Bethune Cookman fifth, Mississippi Valley sixth. That sounds right to me. I mean, from yeah. what we saw at FAMU, I mean, yeah. they look you know pretty. I mean, competent would, against UNC. Yeah. But, I would say this: If they didn't have that little freaking fiasco with, how is a university that big got one compliance director? Yeah, that's nuts. Like, that's that's. I that's, mean, the that's, fact mal, the that's matters, malpractice. That's, that's malpractice. malpractice. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you guys let a very competent and very professional and a, a rising star in the athletic field walk because you were you because know, y'all couldn't control them or I don't know the story, but. From what we saw on that documentary, I was very impressed with Courtney Gauthier, and just and then every if everybody leaves with them, what does that say about that person? So you know, honestly, family, you get what you deserve. And honestly, I feel bad for those young men out there because I felt that they had enough uh, enough players to beat Jackson State. Honestly, I like their quarterback. Jeremy mm-hmm. Musa is a baller, yep. you know, and he he threw some dimes. And I think, you know, hopefully Isaiah Land will play next week. But 
they had so many guys out there that I think that would give Jackson State a real, not a run for the money, but they will be similar to last game, a close-knit game. So, you know, I like – if Jackson – I, I, I would say if they didn't have that fiasco, I would be picking for the a first, honestly. I don't care how many great players Jackson State has, you know. So yeah. um, I would – I would if, if they didn't have that little whatever it was – I would have four and them at one Jackson State at two. Everybody else seems fine. I, I think Alabama State's really bad, but Bill Cookman, oof, and Mississippi Valley State people are not even allowed in that stadium. So, <laughs> right. So whatever, <laughs> they can go. Um, the SWAC West though, uh, Southern Alcorn State, Southern was one, Alcorn State two, Prairie View three, Grambling four. Um, Arkansas Pine Bluff, 5th, and Texas Southern, 6th. Um, only thing I would say about that is, you know, Eric Dooley's finally at Southern, so it better work. Um, I, I'm i not going to – I'm not ready to pick him over Alcorn State because I think Fred McNair still had – I mean, he's a championship coach. So I, I am still uh, rocking with Fred McNair at the one spot. So I will switch that. Uh, Purdue, you know, they were number one last year, but, you know, they've had, um, since they lost uh, Eric Dooley, <laughs> you know, I don't know what kind of program they are. Grambling State, honestly, I know Hugh Jackson is there, but, you know, I am getting Stump Mitchell vibes from Hugh Jackson, honestly. Um, he, you know, yeah, you get you close to the NFL, but, I mean, I don't, I just, I, I, I saw the spring game. I didn't see it. Um, I did. I mean, I've caught I've caught clips and hit clips here and there since um, um, from the fall practice. And I, you know, scoured a couple of websites. You know, people who've been around. And I just, I don't think, I don't think this is it for them. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to lose to Arkansas Pine Bluff and Texas Southern. But I just. Not, I don't think this is the year for him, and I think that he might be in over his head at Grambling. You know what? I, as you were talking about Grambling, and I'm looking here, and I'm seeing a they're predicted to go finish fourth in the West. Like Grambling State, uh, what's the irrational confidence or exuberance? Like, <laughs> I guess I think about it, they haven't won anything in a long time, but you would never know it. Like they act like they won every <laughs> year. G-S-U. Yeah, they're good at that, man. <laughs> but this is my whole thing. You know, I mean, because I know those uh they're gonna be like, well, who is you? Who is you? Hampton. Ain't nobody talking about Hampton. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Nobody, you know, absolutely nobody talks about Hampton, but honestly, Hampton is, I would say, it does try to better its program by um by scheduling better competition um we are increased we are improving resources we are we are actually trying to do uh we're actually trying to be competitive the right way you know i just look at as grambling state is just uh you know it's just that it's like yeah you guys you guys have a history of it and honestly eddie robinson hung on way too long i i love coach rob Coach Rob, he used to come to my high school all the time. Love him. But just like Joe, Joe Paterno, it's like, when, and Dr. Harvey, yeah. you know, enough's enough. When it's It was time to go a long time ago. So, I mean, it's just ego. And so, but, and ever since, you know, 
I think Grambling has, you know, it's just had a history of, you know, like, well, we Grambling. And I'm like, people like so. I mean, <laughs> right? Like so. I mean, I do, I do, I do think that, you know, uh, sponsors and, you know, apparel companies, you know, you know, love, you know, to, to outfit them with stuff. But let me see what you do, you yeah. know, because we, we beat Grambling plenty. So. Right. You know, one thing you mentioned there, and this is one thing we, we talked about, and I talked to some other Hampton friends I have, like, and and I hope that, you know, with the new president, you know, it, this will change somewhat, you know, some new energy and things, but Hampton is not punching at its weight class. Nope. Like, we're not. I mean, you know, nope. there's, man, there's so many things that, you know, so many talents and so much that the school has to offer. And I just hope that, you know, you know, like you said, like, you know, grandma's always out there no matter what. Hampton, like, we're just kind of shy. It's like, well, we'll see if we'll see if we went. Nah, if, Hampton has the capability, man, to do great let's, things let's, if we can all get it together. I'm just hoping that absolutely. happens. Absolutely. It's like it's like this what uh B4L, shout out to B4L. He posted a video of how our players getting on the airplane for the uh Miak Swag game. And it was Drake and 21 Savage, you know, whatever, Jimmy Cooks, whatever the name is. I'm sitting here like, man, that's cool. I'm like getting hyped watching it. And you see that. And then you see like FAMU does something. They do similar stuff. Jackson State does similar stuff. A&T, their social media is just on point. And so it's like we're old now, but we can still say that's cool. Man, that's nice. Yeah. And I always felt like, you know, Howard Hampton, uh, not I'm, I'm sorry, Howard Morehouse, Grambling, you know, A&T's, the, you know, all of these programs, you know, they know how to uh, market themselves, you know, just like, just like two, two young folks. And I always felt like, you know, not, not, I'm not talking about the athletics, Hampton Athletics, I'm just talking about the university in general. Yeah. It's like, with Howard, you know, they had they did something with Drake, you know, nice. And Jordan Brand is sponsoring them. Jordan Brand is sponsoring them. Not saying there's nothing that Under Armour is not fine, but the fact of the matter is that when you have a level of coolness, you know, that Howard and and FAMU and Jackson State and uh, even Grambling have that Hampton just lacks. You know, you know what Hampton thinks cool? They just want to put a, 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 a person in a, a blue suit. And walk around <laughs> on a waterfront. I'm like, you are appealing to parents, right? <laughs> Stop appealing to parents and appeal to kids. So it's just like, it is what it is. The, my whole thing is the family situation that happened is parallel to the Hampton situation. Like, too many old cooks in the kitchen. I'm not, and I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about in the same way. Um, I'm talking about in the sense, sense of um, like when we had Dr. Harvey and it's just like, it, it's, it was time. It was really time. And I felt that with the new president that's come in, he's hit the ground running and I applaud him for, you know, his efforts. So, you know, and I'm really happy to see that. And hopefully we can have some cool little stuff like that. Yep. Sorry, Grambling. Somehow they got us on this tangent, but yeah, we just had to say that. That's all. It's all there. I think, yeah, we we, get, we are getting things straightened out. So let's go to the Big South. Finally, North Carolina, North Carolina A&T is predicted to, predicted to win the Big South, followed up uh, by Campbell and then Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb, Bryant, and Robert Morris. So only thing I find interesting about this is that 
uh, Carolina, uh, A&T and Campbell will be joining the CAA next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not a secret to anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that'll be cool. I think, you know, Carol, A&T can win. Um, yeah. I, I'm still not sold on their line play yet, day to day, down to down, but, you know, skill position, they got it. We'll, we'll, I think they, they are in a good position to win the Big South. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that A&T, if y'all don't do it this year, then Washington got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's I'm just true. keeping it real, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just like uh, Jones left in basketball. So I do think that a and it probably definitely will win, but we'll see. Yep, yep. True. So, man, hey, it was fun being back. We'll be back uh, <laughs> again. So like and subscribe. We'll be back um, uh, as time permits and as interesting, th- interesting things happen. We'll definitely come back and talk about basketball. The non-conference uh, schedule is dropping tomorrow. I think basketball is going to be... Oh, we're going to be off. Yeah, Miss yeah. Basketball, man. Yeah. Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be interesting. So we're back to talk about that. But this week, go Pirates.